Y'all missed that zip, but huh? <laughs> I purposely didn't do it because I figured y'all thought I would. Where Law at? Where you at, bruh? You sit right next to me. Nobody can hear you, though. Episode 17. Oh, he coming That's all mad. You need. Late That's as, all you need late to as fuck. That is all you need Late fuck. <laughs> we want to start. What's up, guys? Let's introduce ourselves. I feel like we should introduce ourselves. I'm, I love that when you do that. Yeah, let's introduce <laughs> ourselves when I'm just about to start the show. Go no, for it. I feel like this is, I feel like we should start the show with introducing ourselves because okay. we should. This may be someone's first episode and we can't just expect them to know who we are. No. Definitely cannot. My name's Avia. I'm a Sagittarius. I like long walks on the beach. <laughs> that's yep, just, just, just leaving her just like that. That is the, that is the introduction to the show. It is the Lavia. It's the, the Lavia end. show. Good We're night. Calling no. it the Lavia show. Uh, law slash Avia. The Lavia show. Okay. Anyway, let's. And let's, that's Law. He didn't introduce himself. Let's get into this. So I wanted to start this show with a quick story. And it starts with Is it going to be quick? It is. All right. It is. It starts with a discussion that happened at work. And I wanted to bring this to you because Ooh. I want your expert advice on expert. this. Expert? Yes. You mean your, my non-expert See, Very opinionated. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You don't know the story yet. Yeah, but, I don't. I don't. But I do think you could provide an opinion that my coworkers wouldn't even come close to having on this. So I, I can agree with that. The story that was told went something like this: There is a guy that's been married for ten years. He's been in a relationship for ten years. Well, not in a relationship. He's been married for ten years, but they've been together for longer than that. They, him and his wife, have two children. They are in a very good relationship. Nothing wrong. There's no issues. None of that stuff. However, in the past year, somebody that he knew from high school happened to have started working at his job. Mind you, they don't live in the city that they grew up in. But that person ends up getting a job where he works. Now, that person is, of course, of the opposite sex. Of course. And hold on, that this, is where the, this is where the story gets oh, a little shit. bit more interesting. Those two spend a lot of time with each other, and you already know how work relationships work. Like, that becomes, like, your work life and whatever. Um, and that's not necessarily, like, an issue. But the more time he's been able to spend with his work wife, and he spends less time with his actual wife, it turns into more of, like, a, man, I just get along better with you. Not that I don't get along great with my wife, but I just get along great because you understand everything that happens at work. Mm -hmm. So there's just a different likeness there. But his wife's still his wife. Now, in the past two weeks, something transpired that he never thought could potentially happen. And this was the thing that happened and why it was brought up amongst the peoples at work to kind of have a discussion about it. And I would love to hear your take on this. So, he goes to work. They're having their usual banter. And all of a sudden, in the process of their usual banter, he starts to feel something for her that he hasn't felt in a while. There's this rush, this sensibility of, man, I really like spending time with you. And it feels almost inappropriate. Like, he feels like he's doing something wrong. Now, the question comes to... Do you feel like you've been flirting? And he owns this by saying, yeah, a little bit. But 
not to the extent like you would have, I would have touched her or she would have touched me. We just get along that well, so it doesn't feel like some sexual thing. But we both we have enough chemistry that everything that we do just feels fun. It feels free. Blah blah blah. He feels so bad about this though, because he's not only not looked at other women like that, but he's not engaged with somebody that he's been interested in in this way. Because then we the next question is kind of. Are you attracted to that person? And of course, that answer is yes. You're attracted to them physically as well. So my first question before I get to like what's going on here is, is he not wrong for flirting first? Because flirting, while you're a married man, can be considered cheating depending on the person. So I just want to know, just the start. That's my starter question. And I'm going to continue the story. Disclaimer: I am an unmarried woman. I've never been married, so my opinion comes from being a person of being single my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, single as in not married. Mm-hmm. I think that everyone flirts, whether you're married or not everyone married. Everyone flirts. I think everyone has the capacity to flirt. Um, I don't think that flirting is necessarily cheating. I think it all depends on the motivation because I've been told that I am a natural flirt and I don't even realize it. So I think sometimes people do things that may come off as flirting and they How do you, they're wait, not. No, no, I'm not gonna let you just. How do you not realize you're flirting? Please because explain that. Because I can I can be having a conversation with somebody and my friends may look at me having a conversation with X Y Z person. And think that I'm flirting with them just because of the length of, of the conversation, whatever attention no, I'm see, giving the conversation, no, no. whatever slight movement or my hand on the shoulder that's or whatever. What, that's how somebody else. That is how somebody. That's else what I'm is. saying. It's but, like everyone has their own idea of but, what flirtation is, and there's obvious flirtation and there's subtle flirtation. No, but you're saying you don't know if you flirted, right? You're saying you don't know that it's happened. I'm not talking about your friends just seeing you from a distance do something. I'm saying you in the moment and then maybe that person, you're engaged and then you go, wait, was that flirting? You th- Now, if he's if he's talking to this this girl that he works with that he's known since high school and he can catch himself flirting where he can actually actively acknowledge, man, I'm acting a little bit different than I normally do, that's a different story because you're bringing it to the forefront of your mind. It's up to you at that point to decide what you want to do from there. All right. Let me continue the story. So if he's feeling guilty about something, maybe there's something to feel guilty about. Let me continue on the story. So it goes further, though, because he goes home to his wife, as he always does. They do what they do. And you know what I mean by they do what they do. And it's some good they do what they do. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. But is that good do what they do because oh, I just miss my wife? Or is that good do the, what they do? The girl at work got him riled up. And so by the time he got to his wife, he's like, I'm about to unleash all this energy that I got, my guy, <laughs> on you. He also feels the way that you are saying that. So Where it wasn't just his wife that got him to that point. It right. was the flirtation that got him to that point, right? Right. Right. And he couldn't take it out on the person he was flirting with, so he took it out on or with his wife. So this forces him to ask his friends, hey, should I tell my wife not only what's going on, but 
that I feel like I've done something that's against our relationship. Oh, God. And I need to fix it. Or should I just go to a new job? What? Like, like what should I do to put Wait, to put go to in? a new job? Mm-hmm. All of these things were put out on uh, off there on the table. So I want to know. So wait, your coworker told you the story, and what mm-hmm. did you say to them? I, no, no, this is not about what I'm oh, saying. Okay. I'm literally asking you, specifically because you're a woman in this instance. Would you want to know that your partner was not only flirting with someone else, but had thought about them in a way that was inappropriate, and they work with them every day, mm. and came home to you? slept with you after thinking about them in that same way. Would you want to know? I'm the type of person, I want to know everything, but, but, I will say in a case like this, if it's a situation where you have some sort of, I don't know, attraction to someone, but you're not going to carry it out to an actual cheating on me or any act of that sort, it's more of a flirtation and you keep it as such and you know where those boundaries lie. I don't need to know that because... So flirting is not wrong to you. Even If you're no, married, your husband flirts with the woman at work, you're fine with that. If your intentions are, I can flirt with you right now, but I'm not going to pursue anything with you, don't even tell me about it. Because my thing is, I'm going to be worrying myself over the information that you gave me. And if you gave me the information as in, obviously I flirted with this girl and I'm attracted to her, but I'm not going to do anything... I'm going to automatically think that you are. What? Yeah. I'm going to think what? that... I'm, wow. I'm going to start... For being to, honest? No, no, no. I'm going to... Don't get my wheels turning over nothing is what I'm, is what I'm saying to you. But, so if you're, if, you're, if you're out one night late at work and I know that you work with this person closely, the first thing that's going to come to my mind because you told me that you flirted with them and you're attracted to them... Because he was being honest? Yes. Because he was being honest, the first thing that's going to come to my mind is... What's going on? Are they doing something? Is he being unfaithful? Did he take it to the next level? Why is he not home yet? So Whereas, he should, so he should lie to you by omission. So she should never tell you that. Because if you, if you're asking him what's going me, on in his day, you're asking him what happened in his day. He should never tell you about that. My thing is this: if he's at the point where he feels like changing jobs needs to be a consideration then whatever he's feeling for that girl is stronger than what's being said. So I, You want to change your I, whole entire livelihood and actively seek new jobs because you feel like if you stay at this job, you're going to take this situation ship further than it needs to be taken. That's a little bit serious. And that's what I was going to ask you. And then at the point that you would hear that, wouldn't you take that as if he is either infatuated with her or in some ways falling for her in a sexual way that beyond inappropriate, that's beyond a relationship, that is going to go against your relationship. Like, wouldn't you already put, like, either you're infatuated or you sexually want to do something with her and either one of those things are just wrong and you shouldn't be. Like, wouldn't you condemn him? There's no way you wouldn't condemn him. There's no way. I'm not saying that what he's doing is right. I, I, I... I can commend him for trying to take whatever action he's trying to take to prevent himself from cheating. But if the action is going to a whole different company after being at this company for X amount of years and this person just happened to start joining the company and working with you and now you feel like it's best for you to leave, that's on a serious note. My thing is, if you're going to flirt with someone and you're attracted to them, you giving me that information 
won't really serve me best only because of the way that my so, mind works. So you don't want the truth? No, I appreciate the truth. But my thing is, I would rather have the truth if it was a situation where I, I needed to know. So there's a selective truth? So you, so let me I'm ask really you this. I'm really asking you No, this. no, no, because no, no, I'm, I'm interested in knowing your point on this. Yeah. You're saying you want to know if, if, if the tables are turned and you're in this position, you want to know if your girl's attracted to her, her coworker, who that person is, how far she took it, and what she plans on doing about it. All of it. And what are you going to do with that information? All of it. Because for me, I need that transparency in a relationship. I am I'm not the guy who's insecure about anything, so it wouldn't necessarily rub me the wrong way. But I need to understand that, and I need to understand also, at the core of it, why am I not making you feel the same way? Because then I need to do something about that in our relationship. Seriously. So any any and any guy that a girl flirts with that you're with, you need to know about that guy. I would I would every I, I single guy. I personally would love to know every every guy that you flirt with while we're in a relationship. But what I if, would love to know that. What if personally. the girl that you're with is like me in the way that they don't even realize when they're flirting? That's why I think say, that's BS when you say that. Like what you, do you mean? I don't know when I'm flirting. No, it's not. It's not, it's not a. Ugh, I'm dumb and I don't know when I'm flirting. It's more. You know. Of, no, no. It's more of I could be having a conversation with somebody, but someone's looking at that as flirting because I'm talking closely to them, but the music's so loud they can't even hear me. So they think of it as, wow, look at her flirting with that guy. And it's like, no, we're literally having a conversation. He may even have a girlfriend and no numbers are being exchanged at the end of this. But the way that you're perceiving this is as such. So everyone no. So what I'm saying is there is no black and white. I know that I'm flirting right now and everything like that. And I need to tell my boyfriend that I flirted with some guy I'm never going to see again just so he can be on high alert. All right. Let's switch this because we're now we're going down a different path back to where we were. We're supposed to be going down this path. where We're putting ourselves in that other person's shoes. So in this case, you're him now. Instead of being the wife, you're him. Based on the going, information you're that you've given me, you're going with your. That you're, leads, you're not telling your husband then, right? If this, if listen, you listen, everything was kosher about this story until it got to the point where you said he was considering changing jobs. That is such a drastic decision that tells me that there's more there than what's either being being admitted to, mm-hmm. or than than what's what's actually being said because it's just like. You're changing your job? Like, your level of attraction is so strong for this person that you feel like you need to go to a different company okay, because what, of this person? What would you What would you suggest he do, though? Huh? So he, he should not tell his wife, right? At, I, at the point correct. where you feel like you need to change your job over this high school uh, crush that you have, and I say high school crush because you've known her since then, Maybe you should tell her wife. Now, what she does with that information, I don't know if that will serve her or if that will hurt her. But again, and when I say that, I say that to say, you tell your wife, oh, I have this crush on this girl I went to high school with and she works at my job. And now I feel like I should switch jobs because I don't want it to go any further. I, as your wife, if I was your wife, that would lead me to believe wow, how strong is this feeling for this person? Because you going to a different company is not going to necessarily stop whatever connection you guys have. I mean, if it Who's helps... to say that's going to stop if it? If it helps... Wow. And that's going to lead me if down it, a whole different mindset of like, whoa. But like, if it hates, What kind if of emotional helps, connection do you guys have? But if it helps to mitigate the risk of him doing something, what's wrong with him saying that? Because 
Because the fact of the matter is maybe after that, he goes to a different job and he's done. He's like, I'm not in contact with this person. I'm good. But what if the girl reaches out and they're in contact again? And it's like, let's meet up for drinks. And so at the end of the day, it's like anything can happen from anything. You don't have to leave your environment for something to not happen. You're just giving yourself more discipline so that nothing happens. And maybe he's the type of person where it's like, Oh, you know, if I don't see it, then then it's not there for me to attain. That's exactly it. what I. But what does that say about your level of discipline, where you have to actually could, leave your job? But he's putting out for there where he's putting that out there. If you if you go to your wife and you say that, which let's what is she supposed to do with that information? Is what I'm asking you. I, and this is this is why I'm coming to you with this. As a woman, because I would love to know what you would do with Listen, that, and you've just kind of given me. I don't know answer. what every woman would do. Someone would love to hear that that information. I feel that it shouldn't be selective truth. I should, I should, I just feel that knowing myself, you telling me you're leaving your job over one woman already puts a huge red flag in my mind. But he didn't leave as his as a man, it's, it's a suggestion. No, even suggesting that is huge okay it's huge because who's to say that the next job you find is going to be just as fulfilling just what you want to do provides the same great benefits you're willing to give all that up your career that you've you've created men have here, given up less for women let me be clear about i that. you are totally correct on that <laughs> but you're and they've but also at given this up point, more. we have kids okay. so it's not even about like anything else you have benefits attached to this and now you're giving that up for this one woman. That tells me this one woman is way more important than you're making her out to be. And you telling me this information, whether you stay or whether you go to a different job, already has me on high alert. So then, because now I'm you... going to be thinking, hey, if someone else joins your your new job that you Come find on. an attraction with, he's not... wait a second. No, I'm now just saying you, you reaching. I, I'm not he's reaching. Not giving, he's he's not done anything else. He's not Listen, done anything else. All I'm saying is that you can't control. Who you have chemistry with. Say he decides he, to go to a new job and there's someone else who's attractive to him in a different way. But that's what I mean How am I reaching? Because it happens because all have, the time. Ah, he had one. He had it happens one ba- all the time. Hold on. Let, let me get this out. He had one bad instance. One. You can't. You're, you're, you're blanketing him to say, oh, this is going to happen again. I'm not saying it will. All I'm saying yes, is that are. if it does happen again, are you going to leave that job? And then at that point, it's going to lead me to believe, what am I not providing you for you to have these serious-ass crushes to leave your occupation because you can't handle it as a man? Like, that's crazy to me. That's utterly absurd to me. Okay. All right. And the, that's and that's just the, me. Now, another woman may say something different. So, okay, let me get to, like, the, the, the conclusion of this. Okay. Though. So... <laughs> The what what ends up taking place, he, he goes to his friends to ask what he should do. Okay. And that's what ends up leading to the conversation taking place at work. Mm-hmm. And in that conversation at work, all of us have our different perspectives on it. And a few of the people even at work are like, Man, you can't tell a woman something like that. That's gonna break them. And women are too sensitive. It turns into one of those conversations about mm-hmm. how women are too sensitive and can't handle certain information. And how, you know, all you're going to do is break her spirit and she's not going to be able to be with you or she's going to resent you forever and blah, 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 blah. That's mm-hmm. what the conversation turns into. Okay. My suggestion 
And I already know based on what he told me uh, today, um, what take what actually takes took place. I suggested that you actually talk to your coworker. Don't talk to your I'll wife. Say what? Talk to your coworker and let her know how you've been feeling and how you feel like this is inappropriate. Not that she's done anything wrong. Not that you've necessarily done anything wrong, but you feel like this has gotten inappropriate, and you want to make sure that it doesn't go any further and you're going to start to distance yourself. That to me is a real solution. <laughs> so that person takes that information, gives it to that person who's actually done it. And he does execute on that. He okay. does he does it. He has the conversation. He has that conversation. Okay. And having that conversation, the girl says to him I'm pregnant. No. She says to him, <laughs> I've been in love with you since we were in high school. Oh, God. This sounds like a Tyler Perry movie. God. So that does what, not help the cause. So what happens? So I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, shit. I don't. This is Why'd like, you do this, this to real, us? But this is real life. Hanger. So no, but this is real life. Season finale of so, real but, life. But that's real life. <laughs> You're telling me now, at this moment, he shouldn't go to another job? Like seriously? Listen. You don't think that's makes sense? I don't know. At this point, I don't know what he should do because I don't know how strong his feelings are for this person. And he sounds like he wants to risk it all at this point. Why and she say that? Wait, why do you say that? And she sounds like she's He doesn't sound like he wants to that's Listen. That's okay, nice. you're right. I shouldn't put that on him. All I'm saying is that he's so into this person. That was the worst thing he could have heard because that's gonna make this situation ten times harder. That's all I'm saying. Now, if he chooses to tell his wife, his wife, great. He knows his wife better than anyone else. So I feel like he should know what to do in this situation. And going to my, outside opinions is not necessarily going to help. Is she can't be in love with him. She can be in lust. But she doesn't know him well enough to be like, I'm in love with you. Just because she's known She knows him well enough to know that lust. she she had high interest for him in high school. And whatever that high interest was has been solidified by their work relationship currently as adults. That's how she feels. She's, she feels like, wow, you are exactly the person who I thought you were back then. And y you are that even more now. One of my coworkers said something, and, I, and this is the last part of this I want to get your take on. You, you touched on it a little, but the way that she said it was even, it, it struck me even further. You know you can't control who you love. So is that person, his coworker, a homewrecker? Or... Is it just one of those things where you can't control the fact that you are just that into that person? Or is it does those things not have to be separate? You could just be both. She's a homewrecker if she's doing certain things to break up the the relationship that she knows him to have. So if she's purposely doing things and when I say purposely, I don't mean like, oh, if she accidentally slips on his dick and just starts writing him. I mean like <laughs> there is no accidental. It's like, you know what you're doing at all times. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people say, oh, one thing led to another. No, there's a point where that thing led to another, where you are aware completely of what you're doing. So Even if alcohol is involved? Uh, well, you should know better to not no, involve no, alcohol. No, no, because if alcohol is involved, you may not have the ability to stop said Listen, thing. 
If you already know you have strong feelings for somebody, you don't need to involve alcohol in any scenario with that person. You That's know what it. I mean. You know I'm just I mean. saying, if you really want to be disciplined, the only reason he would be leaving his job is because he doesn't think he's disciplined enough to work with her and not do something. That's all that that means. And me as your wife would be like, wow, this must be a really strong feeling you have. My other coworker said that alert. he's cheated because he's in an emotional relationship with her already. What? My other coworker said that he's already cheated because he's in an emotional He's emotionally cheated. And I said, that's fucked up. Well, like, that could be the case. That could be the case. You can't possibly agree I'm not that. saying that's what happened, but that could be the case where he has emotionally cheated, where he is connected to this person in a certain way, where maybe he goes home every night and his wife is like, how was work? And he's like, good. And he just leaves it at that because... Everything that he feels, he pours into this person that understands him on that work level and maybe a a further personal level. And the more you put into that other person emotionally, the less you're putting into the person you're actually with. So I can understand what your coworker is saying. I'm not saying that's what's happening, but it's possible. Tis all. All right. Sorry, this (laughs) took up. That was like half the podcast. I'm sorry, y'all. Guys, I had no idea what he was throwing at me. I did not know it was this. Yeah. <laughs> now time for hyper goodnight in the middle of the show. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you don't even remember what the hyper goodnights were. No, no. We're I still the, we're still doing the regular show, y'all. So we still got a lot more. Right. Hyper okay. goodnight. As far as hyper goodnights are concerned, we want to start with our first hyper goodnight and. Man, New York, I love you as a city, but there is one thing that I don't love about New York, and it is the strip clubs. The strip clubs in New York are mostly not good, for the most part. And so hearing this news come around uh, that the black strippers of New York, specifically uh, the darker complexion, uh, have actually boycotted and protested against working over the past weekend due to things such as colorism i am not only shocked by this but our hyper good night is are the strippers wrong right or indifferent are you hyped for them to have actually protested the colorism in new york city is that for me that's tell me who else would be for yo i'm so hyped for this I am so hyped for this as a light skinned woman, yes. I was just about to say Wait, that. what am I gonna be like, oh good night to the dark skinned girls? Like really? Come on now. I am not that bad. Obvious mad light, y'all. Like Alright, it's it's about to be winter time. I don't get a lot of sunshine out here. Mad light. Um so yes, I am a light skinned woman and I am so hyped for this because I feel like Colorism needs to be shut down in any industry, no matter what it is. So if, yes, these dark-skinned strippers are spending their time, energy, and efforts sliding up and down this pole. And let me tell you, I went to a, a pole dancing class, a stripping class. and I mean, not stripping, but like they, t- they teach you pole techniques. And it is it gave me a newfound respect for strippers. For real. Well, I hear that a lot. Um, okay. It is a sport, okay? So you, you do exert energy for the tricks that they do. And if they're getting paid less than the women that are serving Henny on the rocks, that is blasphemy. And I commend them for even taking a stand because they are using their power in a way that's going to serve them better in the future. And honestly, I wish the NFL players would take note from that. Did you really just do that? Did you I did. Make that? I did that. 
when I say that, I say that to say NFL players this year have had the most um, awakening of how much power they have, and they have not taken advantage of that power at all. At all. And I don't mean sitting, standing, kneeling, whatever is power. No. You could, if they all came together like these strippers did and decided, we're not playing. They already get paid millions. It's not like they're going to be I like, the it's not like they're going to be out of like, out of their but pockets and they can't afford but, but to but live for the next year. Like that's a bad analogy. All I'm saying is that taking advantage of the power you have, recognizing that and actually using a course of action to make a change as opposed to falling in line to what's been done so many times and saying this is the way it is and this is what we have to abide by. No. If these dark-skinned, beautiful black strippers are running this industry and they decide to say, look, we're going to affect your pockets and we're not going to strip anymore, and that actually shuts down strip clubs, that just goes to show how much power they have and a change is going to be made. Same as the NFL players. And I didn't mean to take it to that extent, but that's really what I mean. Okay. I, I am going to hype night this. <laughs> oh. And the reason why I'm hype nighting this is because... First, I am hyped that they would actually protest and stand up for their rights by saying, it's "Hey, amazing. you can't, you can't, you can't bring in uh, celeb bartenders and etc. Somebody like a Black China or a Malaya, and then have them make all the money off of us. Or it basically challenges us because." These women look just as good as us or mm -hmm. have bodies similar to ours. And so they just guys weren't are, mentioned in a Drake song. Right. And, <laughs> and guys are giving them money versus giving us the money and we're doing all the hard work. Mm -hmm. You're just handing out drinks. Mm -hmm. uh, on the flip side, in, in New York, a lot of the owners have basically went around and said, well, we just want either Latina women or white women to be on stage at like a lot of the bigger clubs. And so when it comes down to black women and even in a black establishment, if you're a, a light-skinned woman, you're still getting treated better than a dark-skinned woman in those situations. So I'm hyped that they're protesting against that. But here's my good night on this. Mm -hmm. Unless you guys are going to get together and create a union, I don't respect this. It doesn't go anywhere. You can protest for a day, but they can find somebody else to replace you in this. You have to have a union, similar to the players' union in the NFL and etc. If you have a union... And I don't know how you put that together. I have no idea. But y'all got to figure that shit out real soon or you're just going to continue to lose money. You guys don't have money like strippers do in other big cities. Like in Atlanta, women make tons of money. In uh, in Florida, women make tons of money. Like if you go to Miami, it's just a different environment. And I'm not saying that you can't make tons of money doing that here. But for every day you're out, you're just missing out on income and it's not going anywhere. But at least if you had a union, you'd still be making money and you were able to protest. But you know what, though? Even if they don't have a union, a lot of these strippers are actually leaving New York to strip at other places where they know they can make money in different states. And so these clubs that now have to employ rookie strippers who have no following. That's fine. They're not going to be making as much money as they were making before. And I hope that this actually changes some things. All right. Next, Next topic. All right, so this thing has hit black Twitter. This next subject has hit the shade room, for goodness sakes. A, a guy dressed up for Halloween as a member of Omega Sci-Fi, a.k.a. The Q's. 
the question here is, are you hype or good night for somebody being able to dress up as a frat and or sorority member? And I want to start with this. I don't want Go you ahead. to start. No, I want, I you want to. to start I want you so to. bad. I think anybody dressing up as you're pretending to be a part of a fraternity or sorority that you didn't actually put that work in. I think it is utterly disrespectful. I, I think anybody that's went to an HBCU, anybody that's actually been around specifically these black defined nine frats. Divine. I said it the wrong way, but you know exactly what I mean. Anybody that's been around any of these uh, frats and sororities knows better. Like, you know if somebody was actually wearing these letters or wearing... And I know the guy wasn't necessarily wearing uh, the Greek letters directly as they are. It was like a homemade shirt. But it does not matter. That does not matter. If you're wearing those colors and you're putting letters on your shirt faking like you're something that you're not... You know that there's consequences for that. If you're anywhere near any of those frat or sorority guys, you may get your ass whooped. And I'm here for it. You knew better before you put this outfit on. So if you get your ass for doing it, I view this the same way black people will jump at your ass for for putting on blackface. The shit you just don't do. And the reason why you don't do it is because there is a tribalism to this stuff. And if there is a history behind this and people care about it in that way, you don't do it. You don't. If somebody could potentially feel disrespected from it, you shouldn't do it. Period. Man, that could be a range of costumes. Okay. Then you you can go in on your... I'm saying... Don't dress up as a cat because your cat may be offended. Good night to this dude trying to wear that as my... I'm going to say good night to anyone who's outraged. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not hyped for what the guy did. I don't... I could care less, honestly. And this is someone who has never pledged anything but me, find me, move, sign, move. So come at me all you want to. Melt that. <laughs> but um I'm I'm good nighting for anyone who's outraged because anyone who's outraged is probably part of the divine nine and there's no disrespect to you but if you have dressed up as a doctor a po- sexy policewoman a um someone who served in the military GI Jane what have you and you thought that that had no disrespect to whatever you dress up as because you're doing it for Halloween, this is the same notion. So for me, I put this on the same platform and I really shouldn't because someone who served for our country, who almost risked their life for our country, for us to have a livelihood, is not on the same platform as someone who pledged a fraternity or a sorority out of out of their own choosing who may not serve me in any sort of purpose the difference is those people most likely don't take offense to any of this stuff like if you dressed up as a doctor a doctor probably isn't like oh i even care there is no history of that from them i'm I'm serious like okay so because you don't have a navy seal on twitter saying i can't believe you dressed as a sexy navy seal this this halloween that's so offensive then it's okay no. If you're going to get mad over a guy dressing in Q garb that he created because you decide to use your time during your college career to pledge something, that is that's on you. My thing is someone someone wrote this on Twitter and they said you don't know what people have gone through to earn those letters. Facts. And you know what that brought me you to? Don't? You know what that brought me to? That brought me to 2002 where at Cal State, um, 
this is California State University of LA, where they had an AKA line that was pledging, and two girls died because their supposed, I, I don't know, whoever was running this, this hazing was taking them to a beach, and they blindfolded them, and they had them walk backwards into the beach as deep as they can go, and one of them didn't know how to swim. And that night, there were six to eight foot waves that were crashing above them, and they both drowned. And at the end of that story, it comes out that that line wasn't even recognized at that university since 20 years before that. So at that point where you have people risking their lives to haze for these letters, and you get mad over someone because they put these letters on as a Halloween costume, I'm wondering, who are you really mad at? You're mad at someone who wears this as a Halloween costume, but you're not mad at your line sisters who hazed you in order for you to get into this organization who you don't even like anymore? I can't tell you how many stories I know of people, and I'm not going to say who, because I went to Howard University where there's a lot of alpha chapters of everything, and I know people that don't even like the people that they, that they pledged with or pledged under. And so all of a sudden when someone comes at your your organization in a certain way that's disrespect disrespectful but, you want to band together and act like you're all a but, unit as one but they, and would, they would band together in those situations where those girls got killed i guarantee you they were like they're not even a part of our organization anymore they won't be a part of they're well they weren't to, recognized as an official like, this, but this is what i'm saying like they're not going to allow that either they're but you, do you know what happened for, do you know what they're happened not going to allow that? for disrespect either way but they're yeah. all, they're going to allow for hazing just, and then that, and that's a taboo, that's a and that and that's that, a taboo subject across the board when it comes to Divine Nine. It's funny how no one wait, no one wants to talk about hazing, but no one wants to be recognized as skating either. No one wants to be recognized as paper either. So all of a sudden, it's like, oh, we don't talk about hazing. Oh, but I'm not paper. Okay. Make up your mind on what you want to discuss and what you don't want to discuss and what you want to be recognized as. But don't sit here and say that's disrespectful and last year you were a sexy nurse or last year you were a sexy G.I. Jane. And you don't know what kind of blood, sweat and tears that person went to went through to have that sort of position. And that's just my stance on it. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm just saying that if you think that's wrong, then I don't want to see you dressing up as a nurse, a doctor, anything that took probably longer than it took for you to haze, whatever organization you're in, and then call it disrespectful. Because if you call someone dressing up as you disrespectful, you're basically putting yourself on a pedestal above any other costume that someone has dressed up as as an actual occupation. And, and making it seem like that's not as important. And that's all I'm saying. I'm going to leave her to her devices on that because <laughs> I completely disagree with her on that. So we'll just stay the course. <laughs> all right. Next up on our list for Hyper Good Nights. Actor Anthony Rapp outs Kevin Spacey being gay based on a sexual assault allegation from the 80s. Hyper Good Night to Anthony Rapp actually outing Kevin Spacey, not just the sexual assault part of this, but actually outing him through the sexual assault. Did you want to go through the, the assault? Or you want to have the people? Y'all can look it up yourself. You, you definitely look it up. Y'all can Google it. But um, I want to go. Oh, go ahead. I want to go. Really oh, okay. Bad. Go right I want to go really go. I'm going to say this is the first time I'm ever going to goodnight somebody 
coming out with a sexual allegation. Mm. This is the first time I'm ever going to out. And here is why. Here is the only nice. reason why. No, I was not expecting that. I feel like, yes, say you got, say there were sexual allegations, like go, go forth with that. But when you have, when somebody has not outed themselves, that is a personal decision that they should be allowed to do for themselves. Now, here's the issue. Um, Kevin Spacey not only did this to a 14-year-old when he was 26, but uh, you're putting you're putting that kid in a situation where he has to act as an adult and then go from there. And that's not fair to him either. So I'm not defending that at all. But all I'm saying is, outing people is i've never been able to be comfortable with somebody saying oh i'm gonna be the person that says yes this person's gay when they've not done that for themselves yet i always have a hard time with that but i'm not trying to victim shame so there's this balance of this conversation that i need to have here you're never going to be wrong for saying hey this person assaulted me however on the flip side i'm never going to be okay with somebody outing someone else who hasn't come forward themselves it's just a hard thing. That's that's where I I draw the line. So, go for it. Um, I'm gonna hype this. Um, and the reason that I'm that I'm hyping this is because I think that in in recent news with the whole Harvey Weinstein thing, the Brett Ratner thing, even the Ben Affleck, and all these people coming out and feeling comfortable enough to talk about their experiences with sexual assault, i.e., rape or what have you. Um, I think that gave the platform for this guy to come out and say, look, this happened to me too. That's fair. So in the way that he's outing him, that's just by happenstance. Like that's just by default that he's outing him. He's not saying this to out him. He's saying this. Well, yes, he is. Because he's never outed himself. Come on. Yes, he is. I literally just said... In the climate that we're in where people feel comfortable talking about sexual assault, this person has come forward. So when I say that, I'm saying he feels comfortable coming forward about being involved in an assault that happened to him sexually by someone else who happened to be a man and who happened to be Kevin Spacey. And so at that point, I don't look at it as, oh, you're outing him and that's not your right. I'm sorry, but Kevin Spacey gave up his right to anything when he climbed on top of this this young boy it, it, at 14 years old. I'm not defending and that. And at that point, that 14-year-old boy, or he's now, what, 29 or something like that now, he's an adult now, he doesn't owe him any sort of courtesy about, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't come out because Kevin Spacey hasn't made a public announcement about being gay, so maybe I shouldn't speak my own truth. No. This is his truth. This happened to him. Now, if it happened to be Kevin Spacey that put him in this position, that's what it was. If it was an older uh, production assistant that was a woman that happened to put him in this position, then that's what it was. But at the end of the day, I don't look at this as outing. I look at this as I'm speaking my truth. This is what happened to me. And it just so happened to be by a a man who is a well-received actor. Now, at that point, he does not owe him any sort of leeway as far as well i'm gonna let you come out first and then i'll i'll tell my story no because if it was up to kevin spacey he would have never came out point but, blank period but, no no go and ahead. i'm not saying this is, man this is a this is muddy waters for me to like even talk about because 
I don't want to ever sound as if you're I'm being offended. insensitive. Yeah, yeah. Being I'm not taking it that way. The, I'm just saying the, he doesn't owe Kevin Spacey any sort of room to come out but, as a human being for him to tell his own story about what happened to him by Kevin Spacey. He doesn't owe him that at all. It's not like he's putting out a Corinne Stephens tell-all book and trying to capitalize and, and gain from it. He's saying, man, you know, right. I went through the same thing as Angelina Jolie, only it happened to me by a man, and it happens to be your favorite actor. That's all he's saying. I wasn't even focused on the celebrity part, though. Like, honestly, I'm not even focused on the I know, celebrity part. I know, but I'm, I'm, I'm you're fo- focusing on the gender part. That's what you're focusing on. So if like, this if this happened if, to if, this guy if, by a woman, you'd be okay with it. No, I'm not. I'm no, saying you're, you're You'd be okay with him, with him saying something about it. Because then it's not considered a, a homosexual type of relation. Thing. If it was, if it was a woman to woman, I would be like, "Damn, why would you? Why but did you out her?" What like, I'm saying is, this this vic- supposed victim of Kevin Spacey, if it happened to him from a woman, like an older woman, when he was 14, you would be more okay with him coming out about his story right now than you would Kevin Spacey because he's not outing a sexuality within that story. Fair. But that's what's getting me. It's like. Why do you care more about the sexuality over the fact that this even happened to him as a fourteen-year-old boy? Because I've, I've why are you seen, putting that over that? I'm not. Ah, you I, are I, if you're if you're if you're hyping it or good night. That's where it. I don't, don't want to be in this space where you where if anybody's taking it that way because that's not. I've, I, well, then you gotta hype it then. That's the <laughs> well, only. Well, maybe way. it's a hype night. It's just a hype because once you make it a hype night, you're 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 allowing. For, oh, just, there's an exception to this rule. No, this according no, to this I'm, guy, he was sexually more, assaulted. Uh, he happened to be sexually every, assaulted by a guy. There's nothing wrong with him telling his story as opposed to Angelina, Angelina Jolie just because hers happens to be a heterosexual assault and his is a homosexual assault. There is no difference, and I think that's what the prob- where the problem lays or lies is that. Because this is a guy on guy situation, it's a problem. But a girl telling her truth about a heterosexual situation is okay. No, that's not that's not right. That's not right. This is his fair. truth. I'm not going to argue that. That's fair. You you have persuaded me during a hyper good night. Oh, that's shoot. never happened in the history of an episode, and this it may might never not happen, happen ever again. again. Guys. <laughs> I have a feeling. So I'm going to take this back. I'm going to say I'm hyped for it. And I'll give Avia all the credit on this. I'll, I'll take it back. All right. Last hyper good night. Oh, man. Bob McNair, who is the owner of the Houston Texans, which is a National Football League team, um, said some things this past weekend. And it just makes me happy and warm in, in my heart. <laughs> he, said, he, said, he said, and I quote, in front of the rest of the, in front of, I don't want to say rest, I would say it was eight owners of teams there. He said, We can't let the inmates run the prison. And this was in reference to the kneeling that's been happening throughout the league. Inmates meaning the players, the black players, or anyone who's no, kneeling. No, he's released a response and said he was actually referring to. Uh, the the league in the actual office. The oh, league office and... how convenient. Nobody <laughs> believes you. You need more people, Bob. <laughs> um, also, which is even dumber, uh, the idiom is actually you 
you can't let the inmates run the asylum, so that makes it even worse. Because Damn, you're not he didn't even, even get using, it right. Right, you're not even using the vernacular or the comment right. Okay, so the the question here is, are you hype or good night for his apology? Good night that whole fucking thing. <laughs> that whole thing. I hate when people tr- show their true colors and they're like, oh, shoot, I got backlash. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, bruh. You meant what you said. And you didn't even get the whole saying right, but you meant it. You meant it. But, so, so but, but, Well, you can't say you didn't mean the apology, though. Uh, great. I'm glad you meant I'm sorry because you didn't like the backlash you received. Yeah. Okay. So, like I said, you meant it. If you didn't get no backlash, you would have not been apologizing for anything, bruh. Um, this is this is the reason why I'm so hyped for the shipper strike. <laughs> Just saying. I mean, if, if if you had, I mean, has anyone seen Players Club? Like, come on. Like, the shippers ended up running the whole thing at the end. But my thing is. <laughs> My thing is, if you have the managers of a club saying, oh, we can't let these inmates run the asylum or whatever the case is, these strippers are actually taking action. That's what I respect. <laughs> like, they're actually saying, you ain't going to talk to me like that. Yeah, you control my money, but I'm going to control you now. And they're taking matters into their own hands. Whereas now these NFL players are like, man, season's almost over. We still kneeling. Nothing's happened. They had an opportunity. They, I'm not going to say that they, they completely missed the boat because as long as these managers, owners, and whoever in the office that he's speaking to are still saying these dumbass things to show their true colors, then they still have an opportunity to, to, to have a stance. What would be really, really interesting for me is if the whole Super Bowl game was just completely just demolished, like gone. Like people were like, we're not, we're not even playing this game. That would like speak so many volumes, and that's why I'm saying they still have a chance to take advantage of that the 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 power that they have. Will they do it? Probably not. So I'm gonna good night them, and I'm gonna good night him, and good night to the NFL. What about you? All right. So this is uh, this is one of those things where I am I am actually going to hype this. I am hyping the fact that he apologized. Oh. I have a lot to say about this, but I'm going to try to condense all of my thoughts. Here's why. One, Mr. McNair is worth $3.8 billion. Mm, I didn't know that. When you are worth billions of dollars, there is a rarity that you're going to receive any kind of apology from anybody that has that kind of money. They don't have to apologize to anybody. Ever. That's just not how your life is set up when you make $3.8 bill. And... The reason why this apology means a lot more is because not only did he have to do the apology, but it took him to get in front of his players because a lot of them weren't going to actually get on the plane to go play the game in As it should be. And he had to show face. They shouldn't have gone on the plane. He had to show face in front of them and say, hey, guys, I didn't mean any of this, blah, blah, blah. Because he saw his money being washed down the drain if they didn't get on that plane. He's never had to address anything like that in his entire life. His players talked about doing multiple things prior to the game. For instance, ripping off the decals from the side of their helmets to say that they don't play for the Texans. 
And he has to be there and just take in whatever they end up wanting to do. Damage control. Right. Whatever. That's whatever. all this apology is, is damage control. That's why I don't respect it. But hold on. This is where it gets even bigger. And this is the part of the story that most people aren't talking about. Roger Goodell, who is the NFL commissioner, in that meeting, which took place then, he is the only person in that room out of all the eight owners that show up. Because there's 32 owners, but out of the eight owners that are there, he actually is defending the players is on and is on the players' side throughout the whole argument. Like if they need to kneel, they need to do whatever they. We're all in on peaceful protesting. We shouldn't deny any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. We should let all this happen. Roger Goodell's never made a public statement about it. Never come to back the players that way. But Roger Goodell's contract is currently being reviewed, and he has just recently. Uh, been extended a five-year extension and now some of the owners want to take it back because of what just happened can they do that i mean he's supposed to work on their behalf they put him in they pay him so they want to take it back because he's okay with the kneeling so this to me (laughs) this to me has become a bigger thing than it ever now it's affecting everybody if colin kaepernick doesn't do what he initially does this never gets to that point and roger goodell right now is about to do something based on even Bob McNair, is about to have to make a decision. If he stands for the players the way that he's trying to, Mm -hmm. if he does this, he's about to... Change the game. No pun intended. I'm not... He's about to put himself in the Kaepernick space that you can't go back from. Yeah. Once you decide to do that, you got to just move forward and take whatever comes to you and deal with it. That means he's putting his job on the line. If he makes this decision, because most likely makes the decision to what to back the players wholeheartedly. But if they've already offered him the five year extension or a contract, then this is the thing. They can't take it back. Right. They they employ him. The owners employ him. So they can fire him at any time. You would need, I believe, 17 owners out of the 32 to get you out of the paint. Like 17 of them have to agree. You're not doing your job well enough. You got to go. So. I mean that that's of course is more than half. Now here's the issue. Jerry Jones, who is has the most power of any of the NFL owners who owns the Cowboys, he is the main person that's like, nah, we need to get him out of here. For a bunch of reasons. It's not just the Oh, he, Jerry, Jerry Jones. Jerry doesn't like the kneeling. Let's kneel before the song. Jerry doesn't like the kneeling. He's friends with Trump and he just feels like all of this stuff has been handled badly. And on top of that, uh, Goodell pushed to get one of his players suspended and now most likely they'll be suspended. Jerry, you know what's been handled badly? Police brutality against blacks. <laughs> That's what's been handled badly. We've actually lost <laughs> lives. Okay? You want to talk about bad, Jerry? Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> she's she's right. <laughs> but you don't care? Let the inmates run the, the, the asylum. Let them run it. Because they do run it. They need to realize that they run it. So I said all this to say. <laughs> this is... What's going to happen over the course of the next three, four months with Roger Goodell, the, the, the commissioner of the NFL, and the reason why that apology is so important is if you can get that $3.8 billion guy to apologize, like those players could have just been like, fuck it, we're not playing this game. If you can get that guy to apologize, let's see what happens with these other owners if Roger Goodell really does put his foot down and just says, hey, I'm just going to back the players on this. We're going to continue with this the way that it is. And this power struggle is going to either kill Goodell's job and they'll bring in somebody who will just enforce these new rules or 
even worse, the players will gain more control because the new collective bargaining agreement have to come into play. And the players will be like, well, you guys were talking all this shit and now we want to take some of this control back. So I'm, I'm sorry, but the players need to realize the, the difference between a sincere apology and an empty apology that you're doing because you're trying to do damage control. And don't let an apology determine if you play. Let the intent determine that. And it's easy for me to say because I'm watching the games or not watching the games, whatever the case is. But I just hope that they come to a consensus where they realize this power. Like, this is the time for them to capitalize on it. Don't miss this moment. For real. Because next year may be something completely different. You may be looking back at it like, yo, when we had a chance to all band together and do something we take up 80 percent 90 percent of the teams of the nfl we could have controlled this whole season and we didn't all right those are our hyper good nights avia it is up to you next we have our black card revoke segment and it's your go this week. y'all gonna hate me i'm officially not black today you thought knuck if you buck was bad for Black Car Revokes, we basically talk about the things that would make us stereotypically unblack. Right. <laughs> and so for Black Car Revoke today, my thing is that confession. I have never seen the color purple from beginning to end, like straight. Get the fuck out. <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> like I've seen a lot of parts of it. In different orders, not the correct order, but I have never sat down and seen like opening credits, I wanna, the movie, and then closing credits. I want to say on behalf of anybody who's a true Color Purple fan, until you do right by me, I, I've done wrong. Get out. I've done wrong by all y'all. Get out. I will. I will walk out eating a Cheddar Bay biscuit. Wait a second. <laughs> How did you make it this many years without seeing it? Is it just that you won't watch it when it's on TV? Or okay, just... so it's always been on TV. I've had multiple opportunities to see it. But every time it's come on, I've never caught it in the beginning. And if I have caught it in the beginning, I'm like, I'm really not in the mood. Like, I feel like what the fuck? it's, it's a long... Oh, first of all, when they have it on TV, they don't have it for two hours. They have commercial breaks and everything. They extend it all out. So it's more like... Three and a half, longer than Titanic type of thing. And it's like, you really have to commit to that. So there's been times where I attempted to be like, all right, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to finish it. I'm going to join the club of no one color purple. But it's like, I will get sidetracked and I'll just be like, I'm just not in the realm of sitting down and watching this movie right now. So I have seen it. I have just not seen it from beginning to end in the right order. And that's all I got to say Have you about seen that. all the Fridays? Uh, how many Fridays are there? There's like three of them. Yeah. You seen all the goddamn Fridays, yeah. but you ain't seen Color Purple. I mean, I'm always in the mood for sense. comedy. None of this makes sense. <laughs> I'm always in the mood for comedy. How many people? But I, you know what? To make up for this, I will say that I've seen all of Roots. <laughs> <laughs> all of Roots. How many of y'all can say you've seen all twelve VHS tapes or however many there no, are? I'm not, I'm not I've seen all of Roots Wait before. All of it from beginning to end. Wait a second. Wait a That's second. to make up for color purple. You, Sorry, you, but I bet you half y'all have not seen all of Roots. Wait a second. Have you? Second. Yes, I've seen all of Roots three or four times right. in my lifetime. Well, great. So I'm half black then. The, <sighs> wait a second. 
Is it so? Your mom never was watching the color purple when you were growing up, and you were like, "No, come watch." When this. did the color purple come out? The color purple came out in like eighty. I want to say somewhere. I think eighty four or eighty. Okay. Somewhere between. So it came out during the time where I would have never understood it. First of all, and if my mom was watching it, which I don't know if she did when it first came out, I would have never understood it. So it was really up to me to watch it. And I have not seen it from beginning to end in one sitting. That's all. No, it's not a that's all. You can't oh, okay. that's what do you all want? with the color what, purple. What more do you want? No. We need to put <laughs> a movie date down. Okay. I will download this so you can watch this we'll at eat, my crib. We'll eat Popeye's biscuits. Oh. <laughs> Don't. And then after that, we will do the no. electric slide. <laughs> Since Lawrence no. loves those two things so much. No. And then I will learn and recite the lyrics so knuck of you buck and then I'll be ten times blacker. No, you whack as fuck today. You whack. <sighs> what can I say? You whack as fuck. Oh, look, I already knew I was gonna be considered whack and I already knew people were gonna like hate me after saying the whole Divine Nine c- comment and yeah. this just kinda adds to it. So I, I could give two shits. Listen, y'all, I think she was I'm just, the PWI. She Hey, lied. just like Kevin Spacey's victim, I'm just telling my truth. What? Really? I am though. Really? <laughs> I'm just saying. Really? Don't hate me because I'm telling my truth. I out it myself. Wow. Don't be mad at it. Um, <laughs> I don't know how she got there. Hashtag too soon. Alright, so uh this week, uh we are already at our time limit, but we're gonna continue on. Yeah, we're let's gonna continue. Because we haven't through. even gotten to our main topic yet. The main topic people are invested at this point. The main topic this week was around <laughs> the date challenge. Um, this was something that happened on Twitter. A blogger by the name of Olani uh, made up a date challenge where women ask a man they fancy out on a date. Now, she just challenged them to just slide into a guy's DM, whichever way you can. It doesn't matter the social platform. It could or you could potentially just text them. And she waited to get the responses from them. And I enjoyed every single second of this because some of it was like just joyful to see some of the guys' responses. Some of it yeah. is a little brutal, and in some of it, you just you're just kind of on pins and needles because you're like, this seems a little awkward. Yeah. And I expected all of it, but it is flipping the whole gender game, and I loved every single second of it. So my first question to you, Avia, is: Is this something? you would ever be willing to do just in general. And I'm not talking about on like one of those, what do you call the the the, the, the app where women hit up Oh, Bumble? First. I'm not they, talking about Bumble style. I've never been on Bumble. I'm not talking about Bumble style. Yeah. I'm talking about literally in your, like someone that Instagram. I actually know. Yes, you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, blah, blah. would you drop them the note like, hey, yo, I'm just saying, I've been feeling you for a little bit. Do you want to go out on a date? Uh, or just fly out, hey, would you like to go on a date with me next week? Because literally that's what the girls are doing. I I have to say, I commend them for this. I am so hyped for this. I am so hyped. I know we're not in a hyper good night, but let me tell say. you, I, I love this because, like you said, it's flipping the game completely upside down. A lot of these guys were taken aback. Would I do this? I can tell you I have never done this in my whole oh. entire life. But after seeing what you sent me with the link and the responses and like you said not all of them were like good responses and good endings i would be open to doing it the thing about it is 
I've asked someone on a date before, but it was after we've gone on dates prior to that. I've never asked someone on a first date. Now that's the main point. These girls are asking these guys yeah. out on first dates. Yes. So yeah, that's a huge thing. What? Wait, but see, this, this is my thing. I want to understand why you think that's a huge thing. We're, because we're in the day and age of equal and like feminism is at its peak. Oh like seriously, <laughs> like equality, this equality, equality, right? this equality, that. So Women equally, are still getting paid equally, less on the hour. Equally, DM. um. <laughs> Well, since women are still getting paid less than the hour, <laughs> and whoever asks for the date usually pays for it, um, I could see it as being unfair, depending on how much the woman's getting paid. But I, I mean, honestly, to to be honest, like I think that we're not used to putting ourselves out there like that, and because we aren't used to that, it's it's almost come to a point where I know for myself. I have never put myself out there like that because in my own experience, I found that if a guy truly likes you, he will go after what he wants. Oh, here comes the bullshit. Okay. Wait, it's not really bullshit. It is kind of true. Yes, there are guys out there that are kind of shy and don't have the courage and maybe they haven't stepped to you yet because they're still trying to build that up and get a feel for how you feel. Yeah, because all you're saying to me right now is, you know, I just don't want to be rejected. Nobody wants to be rejected. I think that every woman wants a guy who has the courage to step to them. Oh, I'm glad you're speaking on behalf of all women in that one. I could be wrong. But I will say this. I will say that a lot of women appreciate men who put themselves out there in a way that's not annoying. <laughs> so, hold on. Hold on. Let, me, let, me, let me ask you this. A lot of women claim to be really strong, right? A lot of women do. They're like, oh, I'm a strong woman. I do all these things for myself, blah, blah, blah. If you're really that strong, there should be no issue asking for what you want in that case. So if you want to go on a date with somebody, what would be the issue? Like, just throwing yourself out there. I like, feel like there are girls who do this. It just not a became lot. a Twitter thing. No, no, but not a lot. No, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the rejection factor of not being... Women are used to being the rejectors, not the rejectees. And so when they put themselves... Yeah, I totally agree with you. So when they put themselves in the role of a possible rejector or rejectee, then they're like, I don't know how to deal with this feeling. And yes, this is what guys have to deal with all the time. So this is this is this is my thing. You, I feel like a lot of women think that think it's so easy. They're like, man, I've seen guys go up to multiple women in a day and they just talk to whoever. Blah guys, blah blah. Okay, great. You see them do that, but you still don't understand what that means to them. Like just because he took the rejection doesn't mean that he likes the rejection. But like, he may be immune to it because he may just be like, okay, well, whatever. There's uh, more fish I, I in the sea, and I've gone the, through this I hate a million say, times. I hate the I'm not saying that that's the case. I'm just yeah. saying that that could also be the case. We can't act like that's not a possibility as well because I know guys who are like, yeah, whatever. And whether or not they're faking the funk and they're actually affected by it, I don't know. But if that's the way that you come off as so cavalier, then I have nothing to do but to take what whatever you're, whatever energy you're giving me, my guy. Oh my god. So <laughs> no, but I you know, I, I like this movement. Um I feel like But you also admit that you wouldn't want to do that yourself. No, I admitted that I've never done it. I I think I would do it now that this has come to play and it's like, wow, you know what? Why can't I do something like that? 
I think for the longest time, I felt that way that I told you about where I'm just like, you know, if someone wants to take me out or spend that time with me, he will put in that effort. And it's only because I'm used to giving attention to guys who do that. If a guy just like get gets your number and just like months pass before he even asks you out, it's kind of like, okay, bruh, where is this going? Like, what are we doing? Like, are we pen palling? What's going on? I don't feel like that's the person for me because I would want someone who is a go-getter. And if you can go get that job, and you oh, can go get oh, this, and you can so go then, get you, that. Then your response on the flip side is probably going to be, well, and if a guy expects me to be the go-getter and the aggressor, then I just don't want that. Period, you know what right? I, No, you know what I found? And I found this through Tinder. I found this through real-life um, experiences. But I found that the times that I've been the aggressor has not worked well in my favor. I knew that was coming. Okay. Oh, I'm so glad that you're just like no, because this is the like Long cliche. Island medium over here. No, you know exactly like what I'm the, about to say. It's like the cliche response to this stuff. Like, oh, well, I don't mean I to be myself, cliche. I'm just talking about my own experience. Because whenever I put myself out there, guys just you know they don't take to it as well. Like they like to be, they like to hunt. They don't like to be the prey. Like I hear. You just no have to find idea. the right guy that appreciates that. Because some guys do like the chase. They do like the hunt. They do like the feeling of, I don't know if this girl's filming or not, but I want to see if I can get into her mindset and rent space in her mind and, and you know, take her out and show her who, what I'm about and everything like that. There's different types of people for everyone. It's all about what that person appreciates. If So if I take you... My thing is, I don't want to set the precedence of, I take you out on a date and now I have to be the guy in the relationship or the guy in whatever situation comes from this. Meaning now what? now I have to proceed and keep on asking you out and being the initiator. And I don't oh, want to wait. set the wrong precedent. Oh, so there's something wrong with that because you would prefer it to be like traditional male to female roles in a relationship. I don't mind taking a guy out. Oh, I just oh, really? think that for the first date, really? I would prefer to be pursued. I, no, let, let's stay there before I get... Because I, I have three more questions I want to ask on this. Three? Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, you don't mind taking a guy on a date. I, my I've brain done it before. just exploded on the inside. Wait, why? How, you think I'm, I'm incapable I'm, of doing such a thing? Honestly, how many times have you ever done that? I don't know. I don't count those things. <laughs> I don't have like an Excel spreadsheet where I'm checking it off every time I do it. So you're saying it's I've a lot. I've done it before. So no, I'm not saying it's a lot or a little. All I'm saying is I can't sit here and tell you an accurate figure right now. Like, let me ask you this question. Because you're looking at me all, if y'all can see his face. One day we're going <laughs> to actually like record ourselves recording Killing this. Me. And you're going to see these expressions. He's looking at me like I'm crazy. Yes. But... <laughs> Hey, let me ask you this. Let's just say a girl. You ain't been doing. Let me just say. Let's just say a girl takes takes you up on this challenge, and she asks you out on a date. And this is not someone that you're feeling at all, but you respect the fact that she came to you in such such a G type of way. What would you do? I went. I've done it. You went on the date, knowing that you had no interest in the person. No, by no interest. For me, normally that means either I've not been physically attracted to you or the worst, and this is actually worse than not being physically attracted to you, I don't feel like you have any ambition. Like if I don't feel like you have any ambition. She had ambition enough to ask you out. No, that's, that's, 
That's not what I mean. You sound like Wale. Yeah. So, okay, so when you went on these dates that yeah. you already knew ahead of time, you weren't really like into them like that, did, did the date prove to you that maybe they were worth your time, or did they just solidify what you already thought about them? One, we went on three dates because of that. So it took you three days to realize, oh, I was right about what I thought about this person the first date? No, it was that, sorry. And she asked you on all three dates? No. no. Um, the second one I did, and then the third one she came back and did. Oh, okay. I was like, oh. Is this? What? Is this who I think it is? No. Oh. No. But <laughs> um, I'll say this much. What, what really killed that specific one for me was her expectations for marriage like what she explained what she wants out of marriage i was like no nah, that's you wilding mm. like it was it was a straight like you wilding so that's what turned you off to her completely I so you so were right. good on her yeah until once we got the, to like yeah oh uh, okay so she exposed herself in a way where you're like yeah this is not gonna until work. we talked about marriage and I'm huh. like, whoa but initially, before she asked you out, you were like, eh, about her. And then you went on a couple of dates. And then you're like, Once okay, the, she's cool. Right. And then it got to the marriage topic. And you're like, all right, nah. Yeah, because okay. I'm, I don't want to put her, I don't know, she, whatever. <laughs> what? Um, Carpe diem. She, she basically said if she's getting married, she, she expects a guy to do everything right and when i say everything like he is gonna be the breadwinner he's gonna make sure everything's paid for and she's like eventually i just don't want to have to work ever and i was like what do you mean she just wants to be a housewife i was like what do you mean ever she's like i just don't no she doesn't even want kids she just wants to (laughs) she's like i just want to live for a living I want to be a real housewife no, of Harlem. But her whole point was, <laughs> what's wrong with being taken care of? And what was, was her nationality? Why? Was she African? Half. Oh, okay. What was the other half? African American. Uh, so she was three fourths African. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm bad at math, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I know we both corny because we both find it super fucking funny. We both did. Whack. Wait, you derailed my question. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mission completed. <laughs> what are your questions? God. So, okay. Uh, I'm not going to focus too much now on your, you saying that you would have to take somebody out because I think that's complete bullshit. But <laughs> okay. I just do. Like, come on, Avia. Like, what? But, okay. Here, here's where I want to go with this. Those girls that went into guys' DMs where it was one of those, the guys were, what was his response? It was, he's like, who, me? Yeah. <laughs> yo, one of the guys, yo, 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 one of the guys is like, ooh, baby, fuck no. <laughs> he said, do you want to go on a date with me? He was like, ooh, baby, fuck no. I was like, if that happened to me, I would be scarred for life. And then the other girl was like, hey, you want to go on a date with me? And this guy was like, are you trying to have kids with me? <laughs> See? No. Here, She's here, setting this precedence up. No, here's the, <laughs> here's the one that I love the most. The guy said, she asked, do you want to go on a date with me? He goes, LOL. Um, why do you want to go on a date with me? He asked. She goes, well, why not? It won't go anywhere is his response. Yeah. 
She goes, oh, you don't want it to go anywhere? He goes, not really. She goes, LOL. It was for Twitter. He said, okay. Someone said, ask a male friend if you would go on a date and, and get their reaction. He just goes, LOL. I like That's what this. girls are afraid of. I like this because it is, to me, a real life. Y'all was never on that vibe ever. Like, you, you, he never caught the wave from you. You never caught the wave from him. And he's just But she like, obviously thought that he was, she hoped that he would say yes in order for her to even ask him out of anyone. But here's where. Here's he cut where, that. He nipped that in the bud here's real wanna, quick. Here's what I want to ask you. How does she not know that there is not a possibility? How does she? Because I feel like women have great intuition when it comes I to I appreciate that, that compliment. Thank you. Like, seriously. On behalf of all women, we, we thank you for that compliment. And you're right. Like, how, how does she not know? I think it's on the same wavelength as when guys don't realize that girls just want to be their friends and that's it. Like, actual friends. Like, we have no sexual chemistry whatsoever. And just because we've known each other for five, ten years, just like my do last episode, keep it at a friendship. And just because we're friends doesn't mean that there's a possibility for anything else. On that same wavelength. That's how she didn't know. Also, when, when you like somebody, you judge Everything that they do to a heightened degree. You're like, oh, did you see the way that he blinked at me? Girl, he was blinking. <laughs> Girl, did you see how he like put his hand down next to mine? He went to grab his phone. Like we we take every action and everything that they throw at us or not at us, just natural things that they do, and we mold it in our minds to make it seem like they are doing this because they like us too. So maybe that's what it was. So, okay. She was deluding herself. Okay, I want to ask one more question on this, and then we can get to the to the do's and don'ts. All right, when when you guys are putting yourselves out there like this, and I'm not—I know you haven't done this. Oh, uh, I way. put myself out there. I'm talking about the way that she's done it with this challenge. When you guys are putting yourselves out there like this, I just want to understand: is there any any kind of initial shame in doing it, or is it is it like a is it like a rise that you could potentially get from it? Because as a guy, I don't know. I feel like you should be able to get a rise out of this. Like you don't know what's gonna happen. But I feel like with women, it's like this isn't really my role. Because all the things that you were just saying, all the things you were just talking about, fall in line with traditional roles and all this stuff. And you guys were like, oh, I don't want to be the person doing this. He should be doing this. Like so. For you, would it be a shame that you're doing this? It would be based off of the guy's reaction to me doing it. What? So, I'm talking about the initial, though. So if I ask a guy, guy out Are you going to feel a little shame I'm going gonna, into it? That's oh, going into it before I even get the response? God, I don't know. I would have to do it to know. Oh, I new challenge. Who this? <laughs> I do want to ask you this, though. I do want to ask you this. What do you think about women that propose to men? Lit. That's lit. No that is issues. not lit. No that issues. That is not lit. Get it how you live it. No, that is not lit. Okay, well, that that's a say. Now, that for marriage day. is definitely something that a guy should be in control of when it comes to we, we proposing save, the we question. We're going to save this for another day because yeah, I have thought Because I feel like about. this is the beginning of someone proposing to their future husband or something like, hey, I asked him out. I can propose too, girl. No, don't do it. All right, let's move on to the do's and the don't. don'ts. Hey, it's my turn. 
Yeah, you are. Don't do my don't. You are the queen of don't today. <laughs> give us, give us your don'ts, Avi. No, I do it when it's my turn. Yeah, we always lead with the don't. All right, so now for the do's, we're gonna lead with the do's because it's called do's and don'ts. <laughs> for the do's, go ahead, Law. So, wait, we're leading with me. <laughs> yeah, because it's called do's and don'ts. It's All right, well, don'ts and do's. We'll lead with me then. Do. Right. So. Ladies, you know I love y'all. That's how I always start these. Yeah, all the time. Disclaimer, but... I don't like talking crap about women, but... (laughs) I know there's going to be a time when you and your man argue. And arguments can be tumultuous, to say the least. And they can go up and down anywhere. But if it's something that uh, you two could potentially get over within the next day or two... Ladies, do us all a favor. Do not take this to your friends. Don't. Don't, don't, don't. But what I do need you to do with it is have a chat with him directly about it the next day. Have another chat, a follow-up chat with him the next morning. I don't care when you have to do it, but finish out the actual argument. What tends to happen is you go to your friends, you get their point of view, and then you come back to him. Don't do all that, boo-boo. Just talk to your man. Do talk to your man through all of it. I'm not saying you can't get other people's perspectives. I'm not saying that at all. But at least try to finish the argument with the guy. Because ultimately, it's between you and him. It doesn't need to be community arguments. Community arguments? (laughs) It's a discussion on Reddit. I'm serious as shit. I'm serious as shit. So do actually finish off the actual argument and or debate with your man directly. Don't take it to your friends. Mm. Go for it. Now it's time for the don't. Ooh. Um, guys, don't uh. do this. If you are balding or beginning to bald or you feel a little uneasy about how your hair flow is going, if there is a hair flow, at any given sign of your hair making you feel a little bit more insecure than secure, just shave it all off. I have seen too many men holding on to the last follicle of hope. And then it's just like, why do you have this pushback hairline? Oh wait, it's not pushed back. You're balding. You don't want anyone to know that you're balding. At the first sign of it, decide what you're going to do. Are you gonna get a spray? Are you gonna do Bosley? Are you just gonna shave it off? Yes, shaving is a commitment, but you know it's also a commitment? Acting like you're not bald when you are. (laughs) All right? Just shave it off, grow out your beard, I swear to you, you will look 10 times better than if you held on to whatever strands you are connected to because you are just that invested. Just please don't hold on to those strands of hope. They will not steer you right. Thank you. Thank you, obviously. Thank you for agreeing with me. I, Law I doesn't have this problem, so I he can pre- clap. He I has hair on the top and the bottom of his face. I appreciate her putting this out there. Guys. And I just got to say, when y'all do those TBTs and we see how much hair you had before and how much hair you had now, if it's a drastic difference, that's how you know. 
Well, just like that, that is our episode for today. The music is playing, and you can catch us on SoundCloud. You can catch us on, uh, actually, you can catch us on Google Catch Play us on Store. every damn thing. <laughs> Twitter, Android, anything. You can catch us on it all at Good Night Harlem. And iTunes. just like that, we out. Bye.